Hello everyone. Welcome to our Zoom Sunday service at the river. My name is Charles, the lead pastor here. How are you all? It's been tough, hasn't it? With the pandemic still in full swing, it's been six months now that we've been practicing social distancing. It's the right thing to do, but it has a tremendous impact on the whole country. Millions of people have been laid off. Many, many small businesses have failed. Half a million New Yorkers have left the city. And it's been tough for our church community too because we can't meet and pray and worship together. So many of our usual support and connection points are gone. And so, predictably, the country is experiencing rising rates of depression, anxiety, and loneliness. Our emotional and spiritual health has taken a big hit. But here's the sad truth. These trends have been in place even before the pandemic. A recent survey says, 40% of Americans have no one close to talk to. That's 130 million people. And 20% are diagnosed with some kind of anxiety disorder every year. Not to mention 7-8% to 8 are clinically depressed. These stats are before the pandemic. And these numbers rise every year. We've been vulnerable for a long time. Now why is that? I blame in large part hyper-individualism married to consumerism. There's this invisible belief in our country that it's all up to each individual. Remember the Marlboro Man? This is like the subconscious image of America, like this rugged cowboy up against the wild, wild west. This is the land of the free. It's you against nature. No one else to blame, no one else to lean on. It's on you and you alone. Have you heard of Ayn Rand and her books Fountainhead or Atlas Shrugged? She's had a huge influence on our country's policy. For example, Paul Ryan, the last Republican Speaker of the House, is an avowed follower of Ayn Rand. In a nutshell, her view is that our country depends on a handful of exceptional individuals. So we need to create an environment where individual genius can flourish. Don't tax them, instead shower them with praise and incentives. And this invisible belief has a tremendous impact on our collective life. For example, we are the only advanced country without universal health care because of the belief that it's up to each individual to get good health care. But the result is our life expectancy is four years shorter than it should be compared to other advanced countries. There's 330 million people here, so that's 1.3 billion life years cut short. Pro-life people should be outraged by this. But strangely, this doesn't come up. 
especially in the pro-life camp who are 100% behind the Republican Party because of the abortion issue. I can respect the passion for life, but shouldn't there be some consistency here? Why oppose universal health care if you are pro-life? I believe this is largely due to the invisible belief in individual freedom and responsibility over public health. And there's a good part to that, but this has also had tremendous impact on our response to COVID crisis. We have so many people in this country, including President Trump, who are refusing to wear a mask in public, even though if everyone wears it, the whole society is protected better because the droplets can't travel with the mask on. But because it doesn't protect the individual completely, not as much, rather it protects the whole society if everyone cooperates, it is resisted by so many people in America especially the Republicans supported by the conservative Christians. It's just a small inconvenience to protect the lives of the vulnerable, the sick, and the elderly. It's just common decency to look out for each other, especially for Christians who are commanded by the Bible explicitly to forfeit our individual rights if that helps others. But strangely, it's the Republicans supporting Christians who are leading the charge for individual rights over public good. I believe it's because Christianity in America has been largely understood through the lens of hyper-individualism. Salvation is understood to be an individual affair when an individual repents and accepts Christ personally. And righteousness is mostly understood as an individual endeavor with personal holiness as the goal, especially sexual purity, to the exclusion of almost everything else. This is not true Christian faith. Real Christian faith is all about agape love, the unconditional love of God towards all human beings that require respect and thoughtful care towards everyone, regardless of who they are or what they do. That determines whether you are Christian or not. For Jesus said, agape love is what makes you a Christian. So Christian faith is not something that just happens within your individual self. It requires connecting to others because love is a social phenomenon. It cannot be done alone. But hyper-individualism has infiltrated even our faith in this country. It's everywhere here. In our capitalistic society, this hyper-individualism has been married to consumerism and it has become a toxic brew. Because how do we prove our individual worth? How do we get to the top of the caste system in capitalistic America? By showing off our success with Philip Patek watches 
and perfect vacations with perfect bodies on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. The mansions and the flashy cars and the Instagram follower counts. Show off on your social media. Then you will be worth something. Then your life will have meaning. You will be happy. Let me just say this. This is junk food for the soul. Let me say that again. This is junk food for the soul that is guaranteed to lead to emptiness, depression, anxiety, and loneliness. No wonder these stats are rising every year. The Bible is dead set against this mentality. Jesus said, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A human being's life and worth is not determined by the abundance of his possessions. What a great passage. A human being's life and worth is not determined by the abundance of possessions. Now I'm not against abundance. I wish for you all abundance of everything good. But your worth and your life does not consist of your riches. We are more than our possessions. Our worth and meaning in life is not determined by how much we possess or achieved. The Gospel declares all people have infinite worth and dignity given by the cross. That is the Gospel. Every single one of us, rich and poor, successful and struggling, LGBTQ and straight, black and white, all are infinitely worthy and valuable and welcomed in the eyes of God. So, you may be struggling right now. You may feel all alone. You may have been laid off. You may feel like you are not as successful as the people you see around you. And that may lead to feelings of worthlessness inside. You may even feel abandoned by God. But I tell you the truth today. God is with you. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for God is with us. You are never alone. God will never abandon you just because you are struggling. You are welcome, accepted, and valued for what is inside of you, your soul, not for what you have achieved. Jesus died for your soul. God's life is the price of your soul. That's your worth. This gospel faith has the power to lift us up when we are down. Help us to keep going with a glow inside our hearts, with the Spirit of God lifting us up each and every day. That's the soul food we need, not the junk food for the soul of consumerism. This individualistic consumerism that ranks people's worth by what they have, how they look, what they consume, is not only foolishness, they are lies from the pit of hell.
And it's not just the Bible that says so. Philosophers throughout history have always been against this kind of way of life. A journalist by the name of Johann Hari had been tracking the rising depression and anxiety in the Western culture. He says, for thousands of years, philosophers have said, if you think life is about money and status and showing off, you are going to feel like crap. But weirdly, hardly anyone had scientifically investigated this until Professor Tim Kasser, who's been researching this for about 30 years now. His research suggests several important things. First, the more you believe you can buy and display your way out of sadness and into a good life, the more likely you are to become depressed and anxious. And second, as a society, we have become much more driven by these beliefs under the weight of advertising and Instagram and everything like that. And as I thought about this, I realized it's like we've all been fed since birth a kind of Kentucky Fried Chicken for the soul. We've been trained to look for happiness in all the wrong places. And just like junk food doesn't meet your nutritional needs and actually make you feel terrible, junk values don't meet your psychological needs and they take you away from a good life. Isn't that great insight? This is dead on. But the problem is, we have heard stuff like this before, haven't we? The Bible tells us this. All the philosophers have told us this. So why are we still hooked on the junk food for the soul? Professor Kasser said, it's because we live in a machine that is designed to get us to neglect what is important about life. Think about that for a moment. We live in a culture that is designed to make us forget what makes life good. There are invisible beliefs running in the background of our culture that trap us in consuming junk food for the soul. To disrupt this machine, Dr. Castor suggests three insights. First, realize that depression and anxiety is not weakness. It's a signal that you need something more in your life. It may be a chemical problem, in which case you need doctor's care and medication most of all. At other times, it's a signal to alert you that it's time to turn your life in another direction. What direction? Casa says we need connections. That's the second insight. We need to belong to a group. So he tried to form a sort of AA for people addicted to junk food for the soul, and he showed powerful results. So at this point, I feel compelled to say, isn't church supposed to be exactly that? We are a community of faith banded around the belief that we are more than just chemicals needing to show off our worth 
by having better chemicals like houses or watches or whatnot. We believe in infinite worth for every human soul. So, that makes us a powerful tribe with transformative core ideals that can change this country for the better. Church is God's prescription to break the cultural machine designed to trap us in the junk food for the soul. That's why we need each other. We need to stay connected. Faith is not individual affair. Second, Castle says we need to find worth and purpose in something bigger than just I, me, and myself. Now that purpose can be found in a number of worthy causes. But as Christians, let me propose that our meaning and purpose should be found in spreading the unconditional love across the world. You may recall that Jesus gave great commission to all his followers. He said, Preach the gospel to all the world, and I am with you always, to the very end of the age. What is this gospel we are supposed to preach? It's that God's love is unconditional. That's the good news. The cross gives infinite worth and dignity to all human beings, no matter who you are or what you have done. It's a message that can transform the world trapped by junk food for the soul. So think about that. Why do you live? What is our purpose and meaning in life? I say find your purpose in living out this message of unconditional love and spreading it. And we shall find life in all its fullness. Amen. Let's do this together. Now, as I close, please join us for our Zoom live discussions and prayer starting at 11.40 a.m. That's where we can discuss practical implications, what we can do about it all. And right now, this is the main way our church community can stay connected during the pandemic. So please, make every effort to show up even as a favor to me. Just show up, ask questions, push back, interact, because we need each other. Now, may God, who can do all things, keep you and preserve you through the ups and downs of each day until we meet again. Though we walk through the valley of shadow of pandemic, we will fear no evil, for God is with us. Amen.